Okay. Uh, thank you guys for joining uh, the show. It's uh, thank you for having us. Yep, I uh, love both of you all. I think uh, today's conversation will be uh, a little more uh, uh, intrinsic and maybe uh, talking about mental health and all. So I think uh, we're going to be analyzing uh, Joker, uh, the 2020 movie, uh, 2019. Yeah, sorry, 2019 movie. So okay, uh, Sahana, kick the ball, please. Start the get the thing rolling. Okay. Okay, for me. actually the first time i watched it it wasn't actually too exciting because first of all i'm i haven't watched like the whole batman series and all of that so watching joker i went into it with really no expectations because i didn't know how good heath ledger was because i hadn't watched him perform i didn't know how bad uh, what's his name that uh, 30 seconds to mars guy to jared leto Yes, Jared Leto. I didn't know how bad he was to even have him as a standard of comparison. But when I watched it, like the movie felt a little slow to me initially. But by the end of it, I don't know. It it kind of tied the whole movie up nicely, especially that that last scene where he gets on that car and he wipes his blood on his own face. The whole thing just comes together, and you just forget how slow the movie was initially. So I feel like going into it with no expectations. I was pleasantly surprised at how at the path they took to go forward with the movie. Uh didn't the movie like uh, create like a chaotic atmosphere for you because when I watched it uh, I felt really tired after watching it because of all that chaos and all that uh, uh shit that's packed in in that movie because there was too much to take in uh so yeah. considering how much bad that society was and how easily corruptible everything was there and uh, mm-hmm. how bad of a path uh, joker's life like uh, arthur fleck's life goes i think yeah. that made me really really sleepy and tired after watching that movie yeah i get that but one thing which society is not corruptible right I mean th- that's I feel like that was the whole point of making this movie it was instead of a superhero movie that's where you idolize someone this is someone a lot of people identified with and that's what's portrayed in the movie as well it's who the commons identify with even if they're what is perceived to be as bad in the society um and yeah I get that feeling tired of feeling heavy even I did at the first time and I had a friend um who you know was very hooked on to uh, smoking at that time and after watching that movie he had like a very um, intense desire to go and smoke like it became a dependence after that which was kind of crazy to me like to see him like that so it was pretty affecting to a lot of people um but there are some aspects of it when i rewatched it there are some aspects of it where you kind of um look at rediscovering i don't know vicariously uh, through that movie re- rediscovering yourself and kind of prospecting because one thing that stood out to me was his bathroom dance and it turns out i uh, looked it up it was completely um, not scripted yeah the bathroom dance he just went with it and the director just said okay just like film this it looks amazing and it was absolutely like mesmerizing so i feel like when you watch it again you you gain new perspectives yeah even uh, actually when i uh, when i was uh, doing a bit of research about this uh, movie so there was actually an interview where uh, the director actually talks about how that dance scene is really important for that for the whole movie you know whole, because yeah. that is how he sets up 
his transformation he like yeah. goes into that trance state and yes. starts to dance and starts to open his self to the choker you know yeah. that's how he he himself transforms himself yeah okay manish Manish. Okay, where is Manish even there? He's there. I mean, his audio is going on. Yeah, I think there's some internet problem. Yeah. Ah, okay, Manish, what is your take on this? Okay, okay. Manish? Okay, so um, first of all, uh, yeah, you guys can hear me, right? Yeah, 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 go on. Okay so first of all I did watch the first movie uh the one with Heath Ledger not the first first movie but the Heath Ledger movie the entire the trilogy and uh, so one thing that I really liked about this joker was it kind of gave a back story to the entire trilogy and it kind of explained why Heath Ledger was Heath Ledger in the movie or it explains why joker it, it, it gave a sort of a character development for joker and and to the part where kishan spoke about how uh, you know the movie is dark and it it sort of uh, you know the gives it, it like it made you tired after the movie yeah but it also speaks about how society in gotham was back then and how you know it forced uh, him to do the, do what he did and the sort of relief he found after becoming joker was dark but it kind of explains the entire uh, heath ledger perspective of how heath ledger presented himself as joker so it, it was kind of a back story for me personally yeah even i i think of the same thing because at the end of the movie he just draws that uh, smile on his face you know that explains the whole uh, how i got these scars uh, thing yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and okay yeah sorry sorry go on and you know the, in general the entire batman trilogy all the the villains have an amazing back story and they have a really good explanation for why their actions are the way they are because uh, even uh, even in the trilogy the the entire concept of how scarecrow's justice system works or even um, the entire conversion of to two face havident and everything and i really liked how you know how hawking phoenix played the role here and explained how and gave like the perspective to joker that was kind of missing in the first movie yeah 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 i really agree on that uh, but the thing with our conversation is uh, sahana hasn't watched that movie so i don't think yeah. we should spoil that movie for her but yeah i mean don't i have plans of watching it sometime but i don't know when <laughs> Yeah, but the most essentially uh, the thing the thing is yeah, as money showed it's a really good backstory for uh, Heath Ledger's Joker and uh, yeah. uh, there is a lot of uh, like skeptical thinking that uh, this is the timelines are wrong and uh, we can't take this as a backstory for Joker but but yeah, I think this fits the entire narrative perspective of uh, Joker and why he chose not to talk about himself uh, and kept it a secret you know to maybe have fun with himself you know like not telling about his past like having uh, a lot of uh, perspectives to people you know to scare them and all i think that's a really good take yeah that, that's true i i agree i mean no doubt the, the dark knight was one of the best movies i've ever watched 
but like this kind of this movie kind of helped with the entire character analysis of it yeah yeah agree and yeah i have one more question for both of you uh, so do you think uh, quakin phoenix uh, his oscar winning for that movie was that justified oh yeah for sure i believe he was like especially like i said without any other um perspective to cloud my judgment of him i just watched him for him and what he did oh god and that that dance on the stairs and just the it was almost like um he was him and Joaquin was just a character he was playing and like that was so real oh it's unbelievable i would say yes okay wait uh, what was the list for the he deserved it uh you know what was the list for like the oscar nominations like what was the list wait let me see which year was it uh, this year he got it yeah yeah this year okay so uh, best actor was Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, uh, Jonathan Price, Adam Driver, Antonio Banderas, and Leonardo DiCaprio. And yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, I think. I feel like in the even the limited number of movies that I've watched, the only other person that's been so convincing in a role that you don't feel like it's acting has probably been Eddie Redmayne in um, the Stephen Hawking documentary. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, oh yeah, the theory of everything that movie. Yeah, right? the theory of everything. Oh, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I think um, maybe if not for Joker, I think um, maybe uh, Adam Driver would have won the Oscar. Maybe. Yeah, probably it makes sense. See, for me personally, the one actor, the one actor that I really felt deserved it was uh, Rami Malek for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody again because. the character that he played of Freddie Mercury was amazing and the way he pulled it off was you know nobody expected you know Rami Malek to pull it off mm-hmm. yeah yeah agree but uh, when you talk about this nomination i feel again uh, leonardo dicaprio was kind of disappointing I, I, even though the movie was beautiful and all he his role wasn't that great and compared to and when you compare it to the other nominations i feel walking phoenix was perfect and i really feel that he was one of the best nominations in the last 5 years when it comes to movies except for rami malek again but like he really deserved it so yeah i think adam driver is the one in uh, i think marriage story is on its scarlett johansson right yeah 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 i think i've watched parts of it ha huh? Oh okay, so I think uh, the nomination list also is not that you know powerful or uh, competitive this time because uh, Joker it's stood out on its own and uh, I haven't watched the two popes or marriage story or pain and glory but I think uh, it's like a uh, really have on that list if not for them I mean this entire oscars was basically a cover basically giving awards to joker or uh, parasite that's it yeah, it wasn't really uh, that sure and I mean, it was just this and maybe once upon a time in hollywood because of brad pitt and like the speech and everything that's it i think uh, even you know once upon a time in hollywood you know it's a good movie but i think it's a bit overhyped or uh, you know the hype over that movie was really too much uh, what i think Who were in it? Like, yeah, maybe yeah, the cast yeah. feature. That's yeah. Where it comes. yeah, I mean, <laughs> have a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. I mean, that's <laughs> that's like a prize winner, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and okay, let's talk about the best picture nominees. Yeah, uh, do you guys think Parasite actually deserved it? Watched it. Okay, can I be a little controversial? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I just go. Can I explain why I feel they didn't really deserve it? Yeah, go on, please. Okay. Uh, first of all, I I haven't watched the full movie, so I, please don't uh, give me crap for it if I <laughs> say something wrong. But you know, Academy of the the entire Academy has this sort of thing for uh, movies that don't involve white people in it. We saw the entire craze with Crazy Rich Asians also, and frankly, even though Crazy Rich Asians was an amazing movie, it wasn't that great because there are um, there are better movies that were made. but it's sort of a preference that they give these days because you're making a movie with you know uh, another cast so even though black panther was an amazing movie black panther was hyped up even more because it had an all black cast yeah yeah so i feel that's the same thing that even happened to parasite but again parasite does have a brilliant story it explains uh, you know a poor man's perspective and everything but i feel academies uh, these days are just diverting to they're ignoring the fact of there being good movies and they're going to the entire cast and everything yeah maybe but yeah, I, I get yeah but i think apart from parasite uh, i think uh, the movie which really would would deserve an oscar for best picture would be i think jojo rabbit and little woman because both of those movies are really good like they have that uh, human touch to it and uh, you know whenever you watch that movie like at the end of that movie you feel like uh, okay yeah this is good you know you feel good you uh, be happy when you watch that and you think okay yeah there's hope left in our uh, society and we can actually progress for better no this is actually a nice thing because you know movies like that kind of go under the top because of the sort of cover up that the academies do but you know it's kind of nice when you actually bring up good quality movies like this that actually you know bring out the right perspective in you after watching the movie because after joker like well, there was a lot of criticism for joker also when people brought up the fact that you know it affected their mental health and it brought up really dark ideas in their heads and everything and i feel you know movies and then obviously the entire thing of parasite winning and all really good movies kind of get ignored in this entire process yeah yeah i agree But i don't think it's academy recognition that really a lot of filmmakers or crew um, are fighting for because there's right now at this point there's so many other platforms as compared to before that there's just so many more avenues to reach your audience or get their validation whether it be through social media or your number of streams on platforms like netflix or amazon that are so much more validating than awards i'm not diminishing the value of it but i'm just saying that it's i mean I feel like it's there's a lot of other ways that people would rather pursue their uh, passion than just for an academy award. See, I think uh, that point is you know it's uh, I feel it's valid in a way because uh, using uh, online tra- online uh, media and all of that to reach more people, you can do that because Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, or whatever it is, it has a really good grip on getting people. You know. people actually pay that uh, subscription and watch a lot of content on it you can get a lot of people but i think the academy is maybe like the biggest honor you receive for uh, putting yeah, in yeah. that effort sure. no yeah that's why i think uh, yeah are you told that but uh, it's like a, it's like two different scales of uh, one thing you know it's like a measure yeah, yeah. no doubt that's the academy is so much bigger that i don't think that's always the end goal for everyone they're just trying to explore and learn 
ஆனா so they they're not trying to they, they haven't really achieved that proper balance where they get good movies and they also recognize you know people of other color people from different communities and everything else yeah i think they should open up their uh, perspective to a lot of foreign foreign movies because we have like there are a lot of lot of really good content that's being generated all over the world and not only just in hollywood per se and mm-hmm. i think they should actually consider taking in more movies like that and uh, you no know, whenever there's a foreign film that's being selected they like filter it out and only uh, maybe five or six of them are being selected from a wide range of uh, variety that is being uh, put out every year and and it even is a matter of money to get into the oscars and the nomination list because not only your movie should be great but you have to even pitch it out to a lot of people to watch it and to you know uh recommend it to the academy itself so i think that is one more ball game that the movie producer or the movie people have to uh do with and uh, keep up with only when ca- can you uh, publish your movie that much uh, push your movie that much can you get an oscar uh, recommendation or recognition for your movie because that's what happened with uh, the assamese movie with uh, village rockstars because the movies producing team didn't have that much finance to push it that much so they didn't get that oscar recognition even though they deserved it that's true that that really is see one uh, you know since you brought this up i think toronto uh, the the toronto movie festival that happens every year yeah i think that's one such festival that recognizes you know art pictures and they have this sort of other category for pictures and movies and all of that and they don't really have a criteria like the academy where they look at uh, you know how much business the movies done and and everything and does it have big names or uh, the approach or what you know how many people have really watched the movie because again production is a hard job and you know you not everyone has that sort of budget but that's the thing about art right it doesn't have to be a, a big budget barren it just has to be the quality and the way it, you know you present the art yeah exactly so i really feel like i kind of ignored the entire process because even khans does it khans does a better job but academy is still a bigger name and it's kind of sad that you know we're still in that process we're in 2020 and the academy still failed to notice the entire process For, yeah okay for the sake of the discussion i'm going to just play the devil's advocate here um free to disagree i'd love to love for you guys to disagree on this let's just consider that the academy is something synonymous to but still larger than something like the film fair um and it's it's based out of hollywood right like the, they were uh, headquartered in california they were like formed there and all of that so um what if what if their sole intention initially was always to you know recognize the talent that was there in hollywood and to commemorate all of that and that and pressure from the international community has forced them to diversify they've diversified to the extent that probably they have special categories where they recognize international um, films and they give you know best international film or something like that like foreign script different language script and all of those kind of things but 
I don't I don't feel like they should be mandated to go above and beyond um, to make it an international thing when Hollywood can also be in focus. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think uh, this point is a hundred percent valid because if we consider the Indian film fair and all of that, I think even the film fair was started for a particular uh, industry, particular Correct. section of the industry, and. as uh, the oscar is like the highest uh, award that a movie maker can receive i think that highest uh, award uh, rec- award uh, aspect or uh, the stage that it ha- uh, the academy has reached i think it is valid for them to you know branch out their wings and uh, take in a lot of uh, other content under them because not only just would they limit themselves to hollywood but uh, being being a bigger award and bigger uh, uh, prize for a person and uh, yeah uh, let me just uh, continue with this being a bigger prize i think it is important for them to uh, take in lot of lot more of content and not just stick with uh, hollywood and their original norms okay but um, uh, that, that makes sense but uh, you know the standard for comparison there's no yardstick for them to compare a movie that was probably made in indonesia versus a movie that was probably made in belgium like there's absolutely no standard of comparison because on the basis of which audience's perceptions are you going to judge the success of these two movies to come at a common consensus at a one particular award show that broadcasts to the whole world exactly see that's the thing right now today oscars are is basically a festival you know yeah, like okay. brought it up said that you know oscars was mainly meant just the way film fair is for bollywood today oscars the main intention was a uh, sort of a, an award ceremony for you know hollywood movies that people appreciated but today you know it's sort of we we saw what happened with the grammys right grammys is sort of a festival that the entire world watches the same things with oscars and now even the golden globes is coming up but it's not there yet yeah but uh, and you know i kind of agree with the fact that Uh, what Sana brought up that you can't. There's really not a proper comparison for movies that are made in different regions because you know the, they they speak about different communities and different approaches. So probably my understanding of that movie would be completely different from a person who's who made the movie in Indonesia. And I I feel like the the academy is kind of you know messed up their entire process. But again, now that it's a festival and people celebrate it, people watch it, people stay up you know early in the morning to watch the first uh, live telecast of it. it. It kind of speaks you know a lot about how they've progressed over the years. And I feel they should really have a different approach to the way they study movies. And uh, you know it's kind of sad that today uh, a lot of movies get hidden under the carpet because. Uh, like uh, kishan brought up before that they're not big parents so they don't have you know the proper uh, financing or they haven't made that amount of money but uh, you know it's it, it, it whatever happened before the main intention of it was different but now situation has changed so i think they should really adapt to a different approach but that's i mean then can you blame them for not being as diverse as each mind would expect them to be versus some believing that they are diverse enough because like like i said there's no yardstick for comparison and you agree to that so what should they do because how who can they please how can they go about it see i think uh, when when any award is taken to consideration for a particular movie i think they essentially 
talk about or look into what the story of the movie says how relatable it is to a person you know whenever you're choosing a film for uh, a best picture nomination i think you have to look into how that story resonates with the people no matter be it in indonesia japan china america wherever you know i personally watch a lot of movies from different languages to get in a lot of perspective and when you diversify yourself and when you have a good view good uh, you know a global view of everything that's happening right now you know that is when you can call yourself completely diverse and not just making categories saying uh, best foreign movie or uh, best movie for a racial color best movie for a country blah 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 all of that i think when only when you look at move look at a movie as what it says to a human being what it resonates how the story is narrated only when you look into that perspectives can you judge a movie uh, being uh, and consider it being the best movie or uh, give it a best movie award that is what should be important rather than the business aspect of the movie and that's what i think is messed up but then um, okay, uh, let me give you the example of uh, fault in our stars itself and dil de sara like you said i agree with you like 100% like it should be about the story and how it resonates with the person and that w- is what i would say happens in hollywood and how the people in the us perceive the movies there they they go behind stories but in india whichever uh, culture it may be whichever state it may be even bollywood or like um, the karnataka film industry um sorry the kannada film industry um we have built the entire film industry around a culture of a hero worship yeah mm-hmm. it's more about That's hero true, worship yeah. than just the films or the stories because right now so many movies don't have stories it's about hero worship um even for example um, the dil bechara a lot of people probably watched it for sushant because they love him and a lot of people will watch a movie like kgf because they love yash and it might not have an extremely you know amazing story it's all about hero worship but people watched fault in our stars irrespective of who was cast in it because they fell in love with the story and how it resonated with them when they read that book yeah so agreed agreed that way i mm-hmm. like coming back to my point of audience perception it's so conflicting from culture to culture it's yeah but don't you think it's kind of changing though because again uh, see despite there being this entire concept of hero worshiping in the indian film industry there are good movies that get recognized so now actors like rajkumar rao for example people ignored him for ages you know his first movie was kaipoche if i'm not wrong yeah okay yeah and, and <laughs> off topic i think that was by far the best movie that was ever made off for chetan bhagat book but uh, <laughs> now Right, that movie being so good, even Sushant Singh Rajput, as a matter of fact, was ignored in that movie. And you know, it it sort of good movies come up, people recognize it, and those actors end up becoming a part of hero worshiping. So I feel you know, even though we're making progress with good movies, it again goes back to the the entire concept of hero. Yeah, it's kind of where good movies are ignored. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the hero worship part of it is ingrained into our cultural system. because whenever ek all movies in india are like a festival you know if there's kgf uh, we all go enjoy that movie if there's dil bechara we all you know have that connection to that movie and i think uh, hero worship is a really intrinsic part of our society and i don't think we can ch- 
changed off uh, really uh, yeah, yeah. quick I mean, look at every Rajnikant movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> the entire hype about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know it's uh, like people. Story perspective, movies. His movies aren't good at all. They're bad. They're outright terrible. <laughs> But the entire oh, you're gonna get some hate today. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I'm one of those people who, who's part of the entire concept of hero worshiping, who goes and watches the first day first show. But you know the fact is the movies aren't good, and you you really need to recognize that part because people are getting away making crappy movies, and good movies are uh, you know uh, getting hidden in all of this. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I think uh, that is one important pa- uh, point uh, to be noted, and uh, yeah, that is important for all of us to do because even when the movie is trash or something, we just go watch it for the for the sake of that hero because uh, say it's. Uh, I don't want to bring up a name. I'll get trash for that. Uh, say it's a big star. We go watch that movie. It's crap, and uh, we just walk out of the theater saying, "Okay, yeah, it was his movie or her movie or whatever," and be happy with it. I think that should be uh, changing, and that I think is slowly changing. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, I guess he now the, the last few Salman Khan movies is an example for it. I'm pretty sure for this, but <laughs> I mean the last few Salman Khan movies is an example because you know there's a point that people can take. So maybe one of his movies is really good, fine, they'll watch it, and then he makes two, three more crappy movies, and I think eventually people kind of it settles in their heads saying even though they're you know worshiping him as a hero. You you really stop respecting the movie, right? Because <laughs> in the end of the day, you know it's crap. So I guess the people get tired of the process and eventually it changes. But again, this this is like an endless loop. Yeah, I think uh, uh, if you guys have uh, watched a movie called "Mard Ko Dard Nahi Hota," it's on Netflix. <laughs> okay. So it's a really, really good movie because, uh, and I don't think it was uh, it was given that much recognition in the theatrical release that it got. maybe for uh, quite a little amount of time but i think once it uh, joined the netflix club i think it got a really a really large perspective and really large audience to it and i personally fell in love with that movie and it's really really good i think you guys should watch it it's really fun to watch also okay i'll probably add it to my list okay um so do you guys have anything any last words to say about uh, joker anything of that uh you know I'm, i really want them to be a second part and i'm oh, glad yeah. that they're making an entire batman series now so i really hope it continues with walking phoenix because yeah. uh, you know i hope they don't ignore this movie being just one movie but oh you know even the, the fact that they kind of showed bruce wayne in the in the joker movie i kind of have hopes that there'll probably be a batman movie after this that explains the entire process of how you know the wayne dynasty came to an end with just with almost came to an end but then bruce wayne picked it up and everything but let's just hope you know they make a good movie out of it yeah i really hope the robert pattinson one also you know becomes a good success because that guy is a really good actor Well, yeah, he is, but it, I kind of had doubts of him being Batman because again, you've seen, you know, big actors play Batman. You've seen George Clooney play Batman. <laughs> you've seen Christian Bale, you know, and you've you've seen so many people, and then I don't know, he just doesn't fit the the character of Batman. But I'm really excited to know let's, how he does yeah, it. Yeah, let's hope he's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, his movies after Twilight were uh, 
a, a really biased uh, audience received movie uh yeah after twilight i think everything changed for him yeah that's true yeah okay uh, so uh, the next topic of conversation here would be um okay so uh, uh a couple of days ago i was just dreaming about something dreaming about um, a rock uh, falling on earth and all of humanity being wiped out so i uh, woke up and i just uh, put this question on my head now how would you think the human the entire humanity would come to an end <laughs> yeah i think we were, we're living in it right now it's 2012 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh 2020 bro coronavirus <laughs> right now that's the only thing i feel the world is going to end but i mean i think this is a really good topic to talk about and also really disturbing at the same time but <laughs> yeah that's reality yeah i know and uh, the 2012 uh, uh, calendar has has really messed up all of our brains because the news uh, the news in that period was really 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 bad because everything was the mayan calendar wherever you watch mayan calendar this yeah. mayan calendar that it's going to end and uh, everything's going to go down so yeah that was a bad uh, era for all of us bad year for all of us yeah, oh that back but in a different and uh, very real way this time <laughs> Okay, so uh, so I have a really vague memory of 2012. If I can like talk about it, yeah. So uh, you know, in the movie, they give a specific date of when the world ends in 2012. In 2012, yeah. right? 21st uh, December. Yeah, 21st December. So that happened to be the last day of school before Christmas vacations. So I remember having a really deep conversation with all my friends, assuming I won't see them again. <laughs> But <laughs> I was extremely disappointed when nothing happened. But someone brought up this topic by saying, "What if we're all in heaven right now, and heaven is just like Earth?" And that just changed my head. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually a good topic, man. You know, uh, what if what if all of us are living a dream? No. Huh? Oh, don't oh, get me started. Uh, oh, oh crap! Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, well, uh, guys. Before we continue, I think uh, there was some notification which told uh, there's only five minutes left. We'll just finish this, and I'll uh, send you guys another link so you can join in, and we can continue this conversation. So yeah, continue whatever you guys are saying. Yeah. So about dreams, um, I've always been fascinated with them for the longest time. I used to read things about dream psychology to understand, because I think after I watched Inception, and there was this particular dream that I had, which I'll tell you guys about. I was extremely fascinated with lucid dreaming, but. obviously never achieved it i don't know if it is achievable but it's an extremely fascinating concept like a lot of people say it's a window into your uh, subconscious and all of that and i kind of believe that because it brings out a lot of things that you might have suppressed for yourself which is extremely cool so yeah i think but isn't the entire concept of uh, you know when you're drunk you see, you end up speaking the truth and you talk about things that you don't usually speak when you're uh, sober Yeah, maybe, no, maybe, yeah. That's this. No, I don't think that's the same concept. This is, it's subconscious. It's not just like at the bottom of your consciousness. This is at a layer where you don't even know you have these thoughts, but it's a result of experiences that you have experienced, but you don't know it's registered inside you. Um, that's why in your dreams you're not lucid because even probably when you're drunk and you say things that you uh, that you really mean. 
and then you can't say when you're sober um it's still you controlling what you're doing in your dream you don't know what's happening but it happens to you so i feel like it's different yeah it's yeah, a few Well, I think lucid dreams are a really unique uh, thing that happens to us humans, because, like, uh, considering the fact that uh, people ask, uh, there are a lot of uh, people who are schizophrenic or any other disease that that happens. Like people, there's a two face to it. You know, when you when the subconscious has. Uh, its own world of its own like we uh, me saying i'm kishan i have my own world i have movies i have this podcast all of that you know when i sleep my subconscious kicks in and that one has a really different world of its own i think if you guys have watched uh, breathe the second season is like that you know uh, he has this traumatic accident that happens uh, abhishek bachchan in that movie in that serial uh, series and after that he has a second multiple person you know it's multiple person disorder basically but i think it's like a really different perspective for for us i mean again no, that that wouldn't really compare split person like the, that with uh, you know a dream but uh, i think it uh, the, the 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 entire uh, topic about dreaming and everything is you get to live a version of your life that you probably want in reality and you know you live that version in your subconscious that has no rules you could end up doing anything i could probably fly in my dreams you know i could fart unicorns and rainbows for online <laughs> and you know it's it's that one thought of imagination that you live in and i feel you know that's that kind of explains the creativity of or the diversity in a human's mind that we believe in endless possibilities and we believe in different versions of a story and everything Yeah. kicked in by a version of your subconscious your mind controls you and i think that is when your deepest your darkest secret comes to life and if that dark secret of yours takes over your whole body takes over your consciousness i think it would destroy your whole life i think that is that may be one reason for lucid dreams and a reason for your subconscious to actually exist it may be act like a dam or a barrier you know once it starts to flood the other side the whole there'll be a two worlds colliding part you know that's why exactly. i think there are two different separate worlds for uh, the subconscious and consciousness and i think it also explains okay uh money uh, i'm sorry for the weird cut but yeah money should go continue please okay um, so like the way you know the what you guys just spoke about the entire uh, subconsciousness and you being uh, you know in call, basically you being awake and then your entire subconsciousness taking over your mind while you're sleeping it kind of explains how little we control ourselves or how little we can control our minds and our body and i feel that you know we're just a part of the entire process of our mind and how big it is that we end up seeing another version of our subconscious without even being in control of it 
so i i really feel that's a big part of a human body and that we're not entirely in control of it so if you guys have watched the movie uh, lucy yeah 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 i was about to bring that up yeah so uh, how the way scarlett johansson they talk about how we only control about 8 to 10% of our our mind and we we don't have access to the other 90% and that kind of you know when you talk about the entire concept of dream and how we were not in control of what we imagine or what we think about it it brings up that we're we're so little in control of our bodies that there's something way bigger and you know our imagination or our level of creativity and thinking is completely big yeah agreed i think uh, we're only control of uh, uh uh limited perspective or limited percentage of our brain and we have a lot more to look into and analyze and uh, think yeah, of yeah Oh yeah, getting back to topic. How do you think the world is going to end? Uh, okay, right Maybe now the uh, I don't think it will end. Just <laughs> get that clear. <laughs> But uh, corona seems like a pretty good option right now. <laughs> yeah, I think in the future maybe uh, there might be another yeah, I don't want it to happen, but yeah, there might be another virus that will hit and uh, wipe out the entire humanity. I mean, see, when you think about it, every century has a pandemic, right? We had the Spanish flu. Now we have uh, the coronavirus, and fortunately, Ebola wasn't that big of an outbreak. Uh, at least, it, I mean, it didn't affect many other continents except for Africa. But unfortunately, you know, due to circumstances, we ignored the entire process of uh, the entire coronavirus thing. But when you talk about how the, uh, I feel the world would end. I feel the world would end due to uh, again pollution, one, and I feel there's an entire pandemic that's waiting for us after this that will just you know bring the world to a stop, and then obviously you know the the entire concept of how uh, Earth refreshes itself by uh, killing off an entire civilization, so the entire uh, you know the dying of all. Uh, dinosaurs and everything and then the entire evolution of a man and i feel that process will just continue yeah i think uh, this is a very good point to get in godzilla uh, if you guys have watched the recent movies godzilla king of the monsters all of that i think that uh, really puts into us a lot of perspective about what money's just told because there is a cycle that uh, the nature follows and whenever uh, like we are guests in this uh, planet we're not like uh, owners or rulers or anything of sort and uh, when we start to take a lot of uh, resources start to you know deplete uh, resources for our greed i think that is when um, the nature uh, the survival instinct of the nature kicks in and uh, starts to wipe us all out yeah and then it goes back to the entire process and probably you know with different civilization of different you know beings probably not humans so I mean, can we also address the fact that i don't know to an extent i believe that none of this exists oh uh, sana sana speak up no your voice is too feeble can you hear me now yeah 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 good thank yeah. you can we also uh, address the fact that okay at least this is my belief i to some extent don't believe any of this exists 
Like, what do you mean? None, none of this exists. Like, nothing is real. Like, everything is probably just a projection of your inner inner consciousness. Like, none of this is real. Like, us interacting is not real. Like, it's just, it's just there in some floating way somewhere. But it's not real. I don't know how to explain it. Like, the universe is not real. Human to human interaction is not real. Our existence, physical existence, is not real. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's all an illusion. You're reminding me of the Matrix again. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> if you guys, have, like, there's a lot of connection with movies and all for me because if you guys have watched watched the Matrix and uh, that's when like the first part and Neo gets to know about uh, how the world is being controlled by robots and all of that. Maybe uh, that might be a perspective. Maybe we might be a uh, puppets for the aliens who are having fun watching us uh suffer in the oh, pandemic you know i genuinely felt this for a long time for a really long time uh, you know probably when i was in school that uh, our activities or everything we do is basically entertainment for another being and we probably <laughs> make that being or we we've given that being a shape of god Yeah, see, see, yeah. see. I think I really, I really agree with Manish because uh, a lot of people say uh, we are puppets of God. Uh, Krishna, uh, uh, yeah, Patra, Sut, uh, some Sutra Dari or something. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I think uh, that's like uh, that's like a really good take on uh, everything. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, you know, I feel all our movies are just the, TV channels. Have you guys that's heard of the, the Truman Show? What? Uh, yeah, the Truman Show. Yeah, the Truman Tim Carrey. Yeah. That. Yeah, Manish, you thought I was talking about a show, right? It's a movie, <laughs> and it. What you just explained is the entire movie. I spoiled it for you, and I spoiled it to anyone who's listening right now. But <laughs> it's an insane concept. Like his entire life is a lie, but he doesn't know that. Like so, Truman is like the center of the show, but he believes he's li- living a normal life and. having that particular life is normal but everyone's watching him he's he's the tv show but he believes that that's his life it's kind of like if the kardashians didn't know that there were cameras around them oh, isn't it also yeah. the concept that they use in birdman uh no 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 see birdman is more like a, a personal take you know it's like a person's journey all of uh, more than it being uh, something different in its own like it being a lie for truman show like if we consider the truman show it, i think uh, the birdman is a really different if i'm not wrong okay. oh also coming to the point where good movies are being ignored i think birdman was another such movie that was ignored yeah 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 i think so i really think so uh so Uh, okay, okay. Con- like how Sahana brought up keeping up with the Kardashians. Now I, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, I wasted uh, one week of my life watching two seasons of it on Netflix, and honestly, so I, it was so bad that I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do. It's so bad that you love it. <laughs> you know, you know, you're so disappointed in them. You're so disappointed in the characters and how you know they portray themselves that you want to watch more of it. Because you, you that same thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The same thing even even applied with Indian matchmaking. Even though I hated every part of that show. Oh yeah. You know, I, I still it. ended I'm up watching the entire show. I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't plan on watching it anyway. 
family when it's not really like that it's not like oh yearly once i will have an explosive fight with my sister and then okay then it means my normal family that's not how it works exactly and it's really not it's not real yeah i think you it's know, like the big boss show exactly this yeah. is more real than uh, this thing yeah, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. No, why the the entire Kardashians thing? I it kind of you know I, I I was really disappointed because in the in the beginning when you start watching the show you really believe it to be true, right? Because every aspect of it and the entire so basically the show you know started with Kim Kardashian hitting fame. Yeah. So that basically brought up the entire show and Kristiana capitalized on it and oh basically Kardashian came to fame also because of the O.J. Simpson trial. I hope. Everyone knows this. Okay, Kardashians were nothing before that. Kardashians came to fame because of the O.J. Simpson trial and because their father was Robert Kardashian, who was the first counsel for O.J. Simpson. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Man. So continued. So, so literally, the most pragmatic case in U.S. history or history of the world was what they capitalized on. Okay, now that's bringing. That's the weird thing. No, that's the weird thing. Even when you watch the docu uh, series or. You even read about it online. Robert Kardashian had almost no role to play. He was literally on that team because he was OJ's friend. He didn't do anything. Like at, after a point, he's done several interviews in his life later where he says, "I have, I have my doubts that I think OJ did it." So I don't even know what they capitalized on. How they captured that trial and like turned it into their own fame, dude. I mean, you know how the trial was like the biggest TV show of the century, right? Yeah. Because they brought up all the council's lives and everything, and I feel that's how they brought up Robert Kardashian's life and his, you know, his ex-wife, his children, and everything. And then the, and then right when Kim Kardashian's the entire the sex tape happened, is when I feel you know it kind of brought it up. But okay, now coming to the main topic of how I feel the show really, you know, played a how fake they are on the show was. Uh, Bruce Jenner and uh, and uh, Bruce Jenner again now becoming Caitlyn Jenner. Do you know this, Kishan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know this part because of gender studies. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. I'm uh, obviously I'm not someone who who judges anyone for their decisions. Okay. Who everyone has a right to their body. Everyone has a right to being what they want to do, and that's up to them. But. My problem with the show is they ignore that fact so bad in the show that even in the first two seasons of the show they show how uh, you know Bruce Jenner is an entire he's a conservative he doesn't want his daughters wearing short clothes and everything and they sort of build this entire you know uh, sort of character to him that when he you know when uh, the transition happens to Caitlyn Jenner you're just like what the fuck just happened. I'll tell you one thing. If you watch some Ellen interviews of Kris Jenner, she later tells that 
um, at one point, uh, I think the kids caught him in the garage. And no, yeah, one of the daughters, Jenna daughter, say I caught uh, dad in the garage. He was wearing women's clothes and he was cross-dressing. And uh, Kendall says it and she's like, I thought he was just goofing around. But I remember crying that day because I didn't understand what was happening. So none of these were portrayed to light. So later when, yeah, like you said, the transition happened. It, it, they just like hit everyone with it. And then we had to understand it only from their perspective. And that's one messed up family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the show essentially uh, captures the three, uh, the lives of those three women. Yeah, and their mother. Okay. okay. Six women basically. Six women, right? Chris Jenner, the three. Those two, the Jenner girls are not much in it. It's the three Kardashian women and their mother. Oh, that's true, yeah. Okay, uh, why did this concept come in? Why, why, why did we start talking about Kardashians? Uh, Truman's show and why, whether life is real or not. Ah, uh, yeah, correct. Like conscience, yes, we are pawns, puppets of her. I think if uh, Jim Carrey is really listening to this, if he listens to this, I think he'll be oh, ashamed of us. Oh. Because uh, where is Truman Show? Where is uh, the Kardashians thing? Where is the Kardashians? Oh, God. <laughs> I apologize for the comparison. <laughs> Wait, am I the only one who was kind of excited when, uh, you know, Kanye West came out and said he'll contest oh. for them? No, <laughs> even... even even I was a little excited for that. Yeah, I mean, even though okay, U.S. politics has already kind of entered that tipping point, and what could make it worse? Yeah, the Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if the Rock really uh, contests in the election, it would be a really big step for all of them. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Oh my God! I did not hear of this. No, no, no. He's not contesting. I'm I'm saying if he does, like uh, there are a lot of people who say The Rock should uh, stand for president. Yeah, yeah. but again, uh, if you remember, the same thing happened even with Michelle Obama. There was even uh, a campaign for Oprah to contest. But uh, I mean, in the end of the day, it's just going to be between uh, our uh, our favorite Donald Trump and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's his name, the Democrat uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, Donald Trump is gonna lose this time. Maybe there's a high chance. Yeah, I know. I I feel Joe Biden really made his point after the entire BLM incident, where uh, where you know, kind of Obama came in support of Joe Biden and spoke about how he picked Joe Biden to be the vice president. You know, because he was the first Black American president, right? Yeah. He was the first, you know, uh, Black president in the North American or the South American, like the American region. And, uh, you know, that kind of brought it into people saying that maybe Joe Biden is the better person, despite having all those allegations. But I think, you know, Kanye West is basically a PR stunt. If you know how Tamil politics works, yeah, I hope yeah. you know. <laughs> because you know what, who captain is. So you will know what role captain played in Tamil Nadu politics <laughs> and what Kanye West is going to play in American politics. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I think uh, it really took a dramatic turn when uh, all of us got to know about Kanye West thing. Oh, and then that entire uh, tweet uh, thing happened. Tweet oh, God. He had where he deleted all of those. Yeah, let's just get back to our uh, lucid dream part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
God, I'd land man. How did we go from Joker all the way to Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, see, random stuff, no. We're living up to the name of the uh-huh. podcast. Ah, it's perfect. Mm, okay, uh so I personally feel like uh, there's there might be a asteroid that's coming towards us maybe in like a uh, thousand more years. It's going to come hit the earth and wipe all of us all of our uh, future. Wait, wasn't there a movie about this though? Was that? So there's a movie on everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that that is true. But there was a movie about this where they predicted an asteroid coming and uh a couple of astronauts went i think to the moon or something and then they bombed the asteroid oh i mean hollywood being hollywood but, yeah <laughs> i really don't know what this is but yeah but yeah maybe yeah i think armageddon or something like that maybe uh, would uh, talk about this oh when you since you brought it up have you watched uh, the fantastic four and silver surfer oh yeah 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 i have yeah Yes. Yeah, so you know oh, how yeah. it feeds off of different worlds. Yeah. So basically, you know, an asteroid hitting us is kind of similar to that happening, right? Something from outer space coming off and destroying this world. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Uh, something else exists. Yeah, I think uh, the asteroid must be something like Galactus, who comes in with the Silver Surfer. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I I I personally watched all those movies for uh, for Jessica uh, so which shout <laughs> out to her Just Palva Yeah beautiful Yeah I know Like uh, I think I've read it somewhere she had a skin disease or something Oh uh, Jessica Alba Yeah Oh the okay that's that's true you know do you know the Honest company Uh no Okay so uh Jessica Alba uh, I mean she was obviously a big movie star she still is so she had a lot of skin issues because of the product and the makeup she used to use so she started uh, the Honest company and today the Honest company is worth 2 billion dollars and it makes you know the natural uh, it uses natural ingredients and makes products wow okay i think uh Money is got a really good conversation topic because uh, talking about companies and all, I think we should appreciate what uh, Elon Musk and his companies are doing because that what a, what a legend! I know that man. Like he can manufacture, he can make whatever he wants. He dreams yeah. of shorts, he makes it. He dreams of underwear, he makes it. He <laughs> dreams of a flamethrower, he made it. He makes it. Yeah. He literally made the boring companies. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's on another level like oh my god he's a different species <laughs> yeah and uh, his son is named after some numerical code or something i think like it's his password you've seen that meme right it's uh, usually you name your you put your password as your child's name but in this case he named his password <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh god that is really different yeah i think that I mean... he's the person who inspired the iron man character and recently i saw that i think in the second or i don't remember second or third yeah iron man movie he makes a cameo second one yeah, yeah. yeah before the uh, the f1 race yeah 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 he makes a cameo and i just watched that clip oh my god that's incredible uh you you see elon musk sprinkled like salt everywhere 
you know, he's an Iron Man too. He's in. Uh, he has Tesla. He has the SpaceX company. He has a boring company. Oh yeah, and uh, wait, there's there's something else if I'm not wrong. There's one more company. He has PayPal. PayPal. That's where he started. Yeah, yes, PayPal. Yeah, he started, but he sold his share though. You yeah, know, he, yeah. he had at least one seventy million dollars out of PayPal, and he invested hundred into SpaceX and the seventy into into Tesla. And uh, that's when the first roadster came out. Damn. Okay. So, what do you guys think would be? Uh, uh, would it be better if Tesla came into India, or would it be worse? Oh. Why would you say it would be worse? Hmm? Why would you say it would be worse? No, no, no. I'm asking. Asking. Would it be uh, better for us? because uh, you get, you're getting a, you're getting an american company to invest here and because it's a new company in india i think the prices of the car that they put out would be really really high no it would reduce for manufacturing it in india that's the whole point of even iphones being produced in india right they've started production of yeah. iphone 11 and everything in i think chennai i read that right Yeah, so they've started that's it. That's the whole logic. Yeah, that's why it was. That's why it was more expensive in India so far because it wasn't locally made here, and it was lesser in value in the US. So when they start doing it here, it's it's obviously going to be much more helpful to the customers in India. So I think it would be great if Tesla started manufacturing. I know, uh, and I think it took. apple a lot of time to uh, start manufacturing or set up manufacturing in india because considering the fact that we are the second most uh, populated country pop uh, yeah populated country in the world and we have a lot of manpower that can be used and that can be put into good use uh, so apple took a lot of time and even if tesla comes into india i think they will also take take a lot of time maybe to uh, even like establish this see when you bring this up you know the it obviously uh, tesla is a big capitalist and the uh, way it eats up other markets even though it okay hats off tesla by far makes you know one of the best cars in the world tesla today started off a few years ago and it's more valuable than uh, volvo yeah you know obviously that's that's a big thing right because this guy came out of nowhere he he was he was part of paypal now today he's making a tech he, he has a tech company that makes cars and you know that's brilliant but when you think about it you'll you'll end up eating a market where other car companies won't be able to make it so yeah. that part of it is sad but i would love tesla coming to india event i mean obviously because i'm i'm a big tesla fan boy and i think it will sort of bring about change in uh, the the entire fuel market in india and we'll sort of you know it will bring about change where people will actually start thinking about electric cars yeah i think uh, now uh, talking about electric cars and all of that now i think major car manufacturers like hyundai uh, mg and even uh, um, yeah i oh, think oh uh, what Even Tata, Tata started the the Zetron. If I'm not wrong, yeah, the Zetron series where they make electric cars. Yeah, I think when those huge companies start electric cars and all, I think they are setting a good precedent for uh, if or uh, 
when tesla comes into india so uh, if we start the electric uh, car thing now maybe uh, in the future say like 5 6 years uh, if tesla really does come to india i think they will have a really good base to uh, capitalize on and even uh, the charging points and all of that i think that would be a really good uh, really big burden on the company to invest on that yeah but you know what the problem is in india see now something to talk about charging points oh kona actually made a i think a, a, a big investment in uh, thing and they have a partnership with you know if i'm not wrong and where they they're going to be charging stations in indian oil petrol pumps so uh, you know kona because kona took the initiative with your hyundai the hyundai kona and you know they sort of want to make india a big market for electric cars but when you think about it a majority of indian population don't have access to you know quality of uh, you know electricity and yeah. now you're talking about electric cars with free electricity and you know that just brings up an entire conversation because if you i mean in the us it's fine it makes sense because the government has a rigid uh, electricity board it has a big system where everyone at least a majority of the population have access to electricity but in india i mean it's not that so yet and i feel this if tesla comes out with uh, you know charging points and everything it's just going to make things worse yeah yeah totally a bit feel like is the reason that a lot of countries or companies pick china over india even when we have the human Capital. Why do they pick them over us? Yeah, I think uh, that's a really good point that Sahana got uh, got us to talk about because even though we have a really, really, really big population at hand, I think uh, our resources, our our uh, capacity to uh, make use of all of that population is not really that well that well executed. or uh, yeah. put in maybe okay okay so okay. um i think we're almost uh so the first video first recording was 40 minutes this is 35 we're almost in It's like an hour and a half okay uh so mm-hmm. do you guys have anything else to say or else to add on to the conversation oh nothing really i think we we really went from one topic to another you know exactly. we start off with joke we spoke about uh, politics we spoke about the kardashians and how does that come up <laughs> we spoke about child <laughs> uh then we spoke about you know mental health and everything and the academies of course yeah. i think i think we covered you know a lot of things and i feel this was fun yeah i had a lot of fun too like it was a lot of topics there Yeah, you know, like we a lot to me, and very interesting to me. So I had a lot of fun. Okay, uh, so uh, at the end of uh, each episode, I I give my guests like thirty seconds to talk whatever they want to. So you guys have thirty seconds each. So Sahana, do you want to start, or Manish? Who who who? I mean, what does it have to be on? It it's up to you. You can talk about whatever you want, or you can tell something. Some uh, like someone you want to give out a message. maybe your uh, your uh, loved one maybe your crush maybe your boyfriend whoever you want to tell something to someone you oh, have 30 no, no. seconds I'm nice there so i'd rather <laughs> go elsewhere with this but uh, i think i would like to talk just about um the importance of mental health because that is something that's very dear to me 
um, and I feel like especially in these extraordinary circumstances that we've all been pushed into, it's not something we asked for, but it's not something we can escape either. I think it's very important to be there with, uh, for one another, um, to help each other, especially those friends or family members who are affected by this pandemic. Um, it's extremely important for us to be there for them, to keep them mentally positive and just make sure they don't get into a dark place because we all have that tendency. It's, it's only human. So we have to come together much more in such times and we can always pull through. So everybody take care of your mental health. That's, that's literally all that's going to count at the end of this pandemic. Yeah. Agree. That's true. Okay. Manish, 30 seconds for you. Okay. Uh, okay. So this was on top of my head randomly. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want, uh, AOC speech yesterday. I think I was talking to Sahan also about this yesterday. So, uh, if you guys know who AOC is, she's uh, a representative in the US House of Representatives. So, it kind of brought up how we don't respect people for who they are or what they are, the way we don't respect women or how we don't respect people belonging to the LGBT community. And I feel it's really important that we start appreciating people for what they do. And instead of being disrespectful for what community they belong to or what they do, and I think, you know, this is sort of a change where it, it you know, we, we don't sit at that position to understand what that person goes through. And I feel AOC really brought that out in her speech. And I think we should really start respecting people for what they are, what they do. And, you know, basically lessen the hate in the world. I mean, the world is in the middle of a pandemic. People are dying. We're at home. And I think love is the only thing that will help us get through all of this. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And uh, to wrap up this conversation, um, <clears throat> so uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, Instagram, he has these really, really amazing uh, videos. And uh, one of such video was uh, him, him talking to the graduating students. So it's like a two minute video. I suggest all of you go watch it. He says, you know, it's really important for us to uh, benefit on this because we are originals of this time. Like, if this pandemic gets over in like a year, we will be the originals. We will be the first group of people who've given exams online, who've given, who've been graduated online, who've gotten to the next semester online, who've uh, had a lot of online stuff to do. You know, I think we should consider that into mind and not only just crib about how online is uh, going to suck, internet's not going to work and uh, our eyes going to get stained and all of that. I think it's important for all of us to think think of uh, the perspective that we are going to be originals. We are going to be the first people to do this. It's like landing a person on the moon for the first time. So, yeah, think of uh, that. Keep that in mind. Keep an open perspective for everything that's happening. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. everything would be fine at the end of the day. So, we look back and say, we are the first baby. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a wonderful <laughs> perspective. Yeah, I know. Okay, uh, so which was the last song you listened to? That, that's oh, like the last one. Um, for me, it's a Juvenile by Tom Griffiths, Adam Zappel, and Alex Nova. And I put it up on my story yesterday, too. Yeah, I think oh, the yeah, Apple it, Music it thing. <laughs> what? Wasn't this on Indian matchmaking? <laughs> yeah, it was actually the um, end credit song. Uh, for the first episode and that I really liked it so I've been listening <laughs> to it all day. Oh, my the which last is your song, song I would listen to. 
the last song i was listening to was uh, baby outlaw by ali king oh nice my last my last song was heya from uh, karthik calling karthik if you guys have ever watched that movie it was really good that's a good song Oh, for me you know I, the one song that that plays a big part of to me is uh, this thing oh wait upperiyada uh, oh yeah that's a Aww. damn good song i think the music uh, music uh, industry right now when uh, the hindi music is becoming trash we had a lot yeah. of lot of good stuff before like say consider yes. rock on Mhm yeah yeah yes. oh, even think... rockstar show but uh, yeah yeah, yeah rockstar yeah agreed oh have you guys listened to this uh, song by wait uh, let me just get to the singer by kailash khair called uh, allah ke bande i think it was yeah. in one of these uh, yeah so i know yeah i was list- I, i don't know why it came to my it came to it got to my got to me and i started listening to it again and you know i really miss all songs man these new songs are absolute garbage <laughs> yeah i know yeah. uh like uh, there's even this uh, coke studio uh, that uh, that show uh, like there's a song called uh, uticha um, it's a really good uh, sufi song it's beautiful you know yes. it's like sikh and uh, islamic music combined together the lyrics is really rich yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to it and uh, ag- <laughs> the only thing pakistan has ever pulled off is coke studio <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so we guys... need to give them credit for that yeah i know like we should appreciate that okay uh, sorry to cut you both um, i got another message saying another notification saying we have five more minutes again so yeah um, let's wrap this up um, so thank you guys for coming over the show it was really fun to talk to you both we had a lovely time i mean i had a lovely time same uh thank you kishan for having us yep anytime i really hope we we do it again really soon oh yes please it was wonderful yeah okay uh so on that uh, amazing note it's time to end the show thank you for listening uh, have fun good night good morning wherever you are have a good day stay home and stay safe yeah bye bye Bye. Bye.